Um, let's bring him in, Craig Butner, TSN hockey analyst. Craig, uh, some tough news hearing of Boyer Salming's passing just a couple of moments ago. Um, you know, what are your first thoughts here? And and you know, what 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 do you think Boria will be remembered by by the hockey community? Well, I, I think we just saw you know what Boria meant to the hockey community in Leash Nation. Uh, you know, during the Hall of Fame weekend. And, you know, the fact that Boria was able to come over and, uh, you know, take it all in and, you know, be celebrated by the fans and be celebrated by his, his, his closest friends and teammates. I mean, we all saw the emotion that was attached uh, uh, to his, uh, uh, you know, attendance there. And, you know, at the same time that we, uh, we, we celebrate the greatness of Board of Salming, it, it, it was sad when we heard about the diagnosis. And, and, and it's really sad day today, uh, to think about his passing today. You know, because, you know, I, I heard the word many times when it was, uh, used, uh, when talking about Board of Salming, that was indestructible. And, you know, we do see that ALS is a, is a horrific, uh, disease and, uh, despite the fact that you may be indestructible, it can take a hold of you, and it certainly took a hold of uh, Boris Salming. But what we know clearly, A.B., is that Boris Salming, through his play, through his greatness, he took a hold of us. Yeah. And he'll be forever in our memories. And, and, you know, we can never forget that. I've said this a few times over the course of time and certainly in the last few weeks. Bob Clark, the great Bob Clark, said that there was no tougher competitor he ever played against than Boris Salming from, res- from the respect of him as a great player and-, and the respect for him as somebody that meant every single challenge. And we can go back to the 70s and we can think about, you know, the, ch- uh, the, you- you know, the greatness of some of those Leafs teams and Boris Salming and how-, how challenging the Philadelphia Flyers were. For Bob Clark to say that about Boris Salming, you know, that I-, I think it speaks volumes. But, you know, We'll remember the greatness. I mean, I'll tell you what. Like, I mean, you know, we, you know, the greatest leaf ever. I mean, Boris Salming's in the conversation. There's no question about it. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, as somebody who didn't grow up in the generation of Boris Salming, I, I didn't quite understand you know, the gravitas to what he meant to hockey up until last weekend. And, you know, I, I'm not to put you to age you here, Craig, but, you know, you're a little bit more of the vintage variety. I mean, I even even somebody like yourself, like what was it like just knowing that he was able to come down to Toronto last weekend and really get that appreciation, knowing that you know a couple weeks later he was gone? Well, I mean, what I would say, AB, and as long as you, you can call me vintage, I have no problem <laughs> with you calling me vintage, just as long as you realize, like fine wine, I'm, like I'm approaching a hundred point status. So just Absolutely. so you know that, like I, better with age, or, or so I like to tell myself. Anyway, uh, you don't, you don't. Know, you know, Playing in Toronto, which is a which is a central hockey market in the world, you know there certainly is uh, an understanding of, of what Boris Salming was to, to to hockey. You know when he came over along with Inga Hammerstrom, his great friend Inga Hammerstrom, it was a very different league. It was a very different time. I mean, they were they were looked at as as players that were threatening the jobs uh, of Canadians, and, and you know they, they weren't well received. And so when Bob Clark talks about a tough competitor, that, that, that speaks to Boris Salming, you know, uh, on the ice as well, off the ice as well, knowing that, you know, he, he, he was a trailblazer. He, he was a yeah. pioneer coming over and, you know, all, all the, the, the vitriol that he had to deal with, you know, both from outside the game and inside the game, I mean, was pretty significant. And, and, and Boria never wavered. 
we, you know, we have video. It's not like it was. Uh, it's not like it is today. But, you know, it's, it, we're so lucky to have technology to be able to go back and, and, and recapture some of the brilliance of Boris Salmin. And he, he was. He, he, he was a great skater. He, he, was a, he was a great passer. Just look at his numbers as a defenseman. And, you know, this was at a time when, you know, like, you, you know, defensemen weren't really seen as that type of player. You know, Bobby Orr, you know, was, was in his heyday, but Boria coming over. But now you think about him, you know, just in the last weeks. It, it, it gives a chance uh, to to really look at him in the proper light. Like, you know, it's great to say, oh, Hall of Famer. But he was a great Hall of Famer and a great player on the ice and a great representative of, of Sweden on the international stage and as a trailblazer and pioneer. And I think that... Uh, you know, that's that's what really came to light in, in, in with, with his attendance at the, during Hall of Fame weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a, a, a great celebration, and uh, it's unfortunate the, the the news we heard today. You know, he'll, he's gone, but he'll be missed forever with uh, with all of Leafs Nation. I mean, there's no easy way to, to transition into into last night, Craig. So we'll just kind of get into it. But the Maple Leafs did come away with a pretty you know character win, as Sheldon Keefe called it. Um, but it was a really bizarre one. You know, three goals and end up getting called back. Have you ever? You know, seeing a game like that, especially with the magnitude of what that meant for New Jersey and those fans and the streak and and you know a franchise record on the line. Well, here's what I would say. Let me, you know, we talk about coming off of the uh, the sad news about Boris Salming's passing. I would say that Boris Salming was in that game last night, given the depletion of the blue line core of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Boria might have played 60 minutes. <laughs> that's how good he was. <laughs> and that's how effortless he was, not just with his skating, but with his brain. I mean, he, he was unbelievable in that regard. So, you know, that's what I would say about Boria, you know, to jump back into last night's game. But here, here's what I'll say, A.B. I, I, it was the exact right call on all three uh, the situations. It was the exact right call. And, you know, people said, like, okay, so the New Jersey fans after the third one, you know, they get all riled what they did. You know, that's just no, there's no place for that. But, you know, we, we look at those, th- those scenarios. It, you look at the rule book called exactly how the rule book wants you to call it. So, you know what I mean? Uh, get, get disappointed. There are no goals. They don't, they, they shouldn't count. They didn't count. And to me, the, 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 the officials, as they do 99% or more of the time, got it exactly right. So, you know, and uh, I, I think Leafs Nation was happy about the calls. I think that if one of those goals would have gone in there would have been allowed, they might have said, hey, wait a second here. Our goaltender gets interfered with on the first goal. He gets bumped on the second goal. And then, and then the third one was a, was cleared, this, this stink kicking motion, and he yeah. can't go in, on, on, in the net. So bottom line is, uh, you, you know, the, they can be d- distressed in the stands. Bottom line, the right call was made. They, th- those aren't goals. I, I agree with you, and and you know a lot of the discourse I saw online was oh, but those were soft calls, especially the first one got a lot of you know fanfare out there saying oh you know soft calls. Of course, the Leafs, the league going their way, reversing those goals, but. Whether it's soft or not, I mean, there's no gray area, I suppose. If it's goalie interference in the paint, that's a no goal. Like, whether or not it was soft or if it was deliberate, or it's just, it's a no goal. And I don't know why, you know, the, the term controversial was being used about last night's game. I didn't think it was controversial at all. I thought that, you know, the, the, all three goals were not supposed to be goals because of the, the, they were all, interference and kicking motion so i'm with you i think that the they they got the game right 
Um, but but when you look at the game as a whole, like I thought Toronto played pretty well. Like that's a tough team out there. That's one of the best teams in hockey right now in the New Jersey Devils, and they stopped them from getting that. 14th win and you know we're a quarter way through the season Craig and and Sheldon Keefe called it a character win last night we've seen some highs and some lows from this team I think last night maybe you know you could consider a, a high but when you watch this squad like what differences do you notice in their game when the Leafs are on compared to like when they're off you, you can think back to the California skid the game against Arizona like last night was a completely different team than we saw back then it, it, there's no question about it. So, you, you know, let me uh, let me jump off your, your use of the phrase, you know, character win. You know, you're, you're shorthanded, you're depleted, right? So what, what you need from your players is, and, and I'm a big believer in this, you don't need anybody to do more than they're capable of, but you need every single player to absolutely play to their potential and their capabilities. I thought the Leafs got that in the, in the game uh, against Jersey on Wednesday. I thought, the, you know, every player could look at the end of the game and say, I contributed to that win. And, and that's important when you're shorthanded. You, you just cannot afford to have players playing below their, their, their level of capability. So, you know, and, and I think that that's, the, that's what we see when the Leafs are at their best, is that we see everybody playing with the capability. Are they going to be a better team with Morgan Riley and TJ Brody and, and Jake Muzzin? Yeah, there's no question. Sheldon Keith has said that. But, you know, when you don't have those guys, you, 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 just, don't have any, you, you just don't have any margin for error. And I thought that that's when they play at their best. Everybody doing what, they, what they're capable of doing. And, and, and details in their game. You know, stopping on pucks, not swinging. You know, that's, that's playoff hockey. And, and you heard me say this earlier, A.B. I'm evaluating this team on their own stated goal of competing for the Stanley Cup and right. what I believe they have to show. And, and that's details. That's, that, that's being in, in the space before your opponent gets to the space. That's being, that's stopping on a puck and not swinging by an opponent. And they were doing a lot of that, you know, prior to this swing here, uh, coming back from the West Coast. And, and that's why their record was, was what it was. But since that point in time, I think that they really dialed into the details. You know, you think about a playoff win and you think about having to grind it out and trying to find a way, you, you know, when, when, when the opponent is really trying to stifle you and really trying to put up fierce resistance. You know, you've got to put up just as much fierce resistance. and You've got to just say, we're comfortable playing in this way and, and ultimately we're going to find a way to win. Giordano blocking that shot late in the game. Matt Dang. Murray, who I thought was really terrific, right? I mean, that's, that, that to me is showing a willingness to dial into the details. You know, we know they have skill. We know that they have the ability uh, to dazzle. But playoff hockey isn't about dazzle. Playoff hockey is game seven last year versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay showed that they can find a way to get on the right side of that game. That's what Toronto has to do over the course of this year. Last night was a great example of that in my view. Uh, we're chatting with Craig Butner, TSN hockey analyst. And yeah, I thought Toronto, they'd really buckled down and it was they, they all bought in and they played that way. And I think that's what's maybe annoying. I, I think I'm going to use the term annoying about this team is you watch them last night. You're like, if this is what they're capable of, why don't they do this on a more consistent basis? Yeah, and, and, and that's a great question, right? And, you, you, you know, and but, but I think that part of growing and, and, and growing individually and growing as a team, sometimes you, you don't know what you're capable of until you're put right into that situation. And, and, and then you add on to that, sometimes despite the fact that everybody says, you know, we want to win and we're ready to do it, sometimes you got to see it 
from the other side. I go back to game seven. I, I use this term all the time, and I don't think there's any question you could go into the Toronto Maple Leafs dressing room and you could ask these three questions in this order. Who wants to win? Well, there, there's no question that everybody wants to win. So all the hands go up. The second question is, who's prepared to pay the price to win? There's no question that every hand is going up and saying we're prepared to pay. But the third question is the key one here. What is the price? And not everybody knows the price, and not everybody understands the price. We, we talk about experience, and we talk about going through the process, and, 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 and again, talking about what you've learned. Well, if you've learned anything from last year's seven-game series, and I'll just go back at that far, and you've learned anything watching a, a two-time Stanley Cup champion buckle down, buckle down, remember they lost Braden Point, buckle down, you know, that's a learning experience. And that's what the Leafs have to show me for me to take them seriously as a Stanley Cup contender. They've done that in a significant manner since the West Coast trip. And if you recall, A.B., I was on on Thursday just coming out of that, and they played a really good game, and I said it's one game. They have to show me more. Well, they've showed me more, and that's a good positive thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, and, and, and a really other positive thing has been the goaltending, and, and in particular, Matt Murray, since coming off of, of from his injury, a 9.42 save percentage last few games. He had a 2.49 goal saved above expected last night. You could argue that he stole them that game in a way. But my question to you is, and, and health will always be a question mark with Matt Murray, I understand that, but as long as he can stay healthy, based on his play to this point this year, along with what you've seen from Sam Tanav, I suppose, like, do you have confidence that the Leafs do have something here in net with these two? Enough? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I do, A.B., you know. Uh, you, you, I mean, you, you look at the situation that those two goaltenders found themselves in, and I think we have to throw Eric Schalgren in, in the mix, too, when we talk about the Maple Leafs goaltending. Their goaltending is, is, is right at the top of the league. It's, it's right there, like in the, in, in the top five, six in the league. And that is something that's really, really positive. The, Eric Schalgren, the game that he had to go down and play in Carolina, that was another gritty win mm-hmm. for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs against a really good team. And Eric Schalgren was a big part of it. Samsonov coming in and doing what he did, and then certainly Matt Murray in the game last night. So, I, I, you know, we can, we can put the... The, the injury talk aside, hopefully, you know, you don't want to see players get injured, and hopefully Matt Murray can stay healthy along with Stanislaw. But their goaltending has, has been, in my view, has been an A. It's been an A, A-B. And, and that includes all three of those goaltenders. Um, speaking of a guy who's been an A, especially as of late, let's talk about Mitch Marner a little bit because, boy, oh, boy, the, the play he made last night to set up John Tavares on that goal – you know, really, it's it's something special. He's got 14 game point streak, which going back, I think it's been 20 was it 20 or 25 years? I think since the the, the Maple Leafs have had a player have a 14 game point streak, so it's pretty incredible what we're watching out of this guy right now. And it, it really made me think, though, did we credit Mitch Marner enough last year for helping Matthews take his game to new heights last season? Like. Just the play last night, it kind of reminded me, he's just so fantastic at, at really putting pucks in good spots for people to capitalize. Do you think when we look back on last year, he got enough credit for helping elevate his teammates enough? You know what? It's a, it's a great question, A.B. I mean, he, he was the first team all-star right wing for the second consecutive season. So, I mean, he, he, he's getting recognized as the best right winger in the National Hockey League, so that's pretty significant. I, I can tell you this, and for full transparency, and full, you know, Austin Matthews won the Hart Trophy last year. I yeah. thought, you know, there's no question he did. 
the argument could be made that Mitch Marner is just as valuable as, as Austin Matthews in my mind. I, 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 I can make that argument. doesn't mean I'm right, but I can make the argument. And, you know, you, you go through that goal that he scored last night, and, and just think about the whole thing. I could break that goal down in so many different ways. The pressure he puts on the puck. Then he, then, then he creates the turnover. Then he uses his body to hold the guy off. And then he reaches for the puck, gets the puck, and then, you know, in a crouching on his knees motion, makes a great backhand pass to John Tavares. I mean, I mean, like you, you think about all the, the whole sequence of that play, it, it's beyond brilliant. And, you know, and it, it gives me an opportunity here to get on a little bit of my soapbox, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm on it. Get so up just there, let Craig. me stay on it for a second. <laughs> okay. Mitch Marner was the fourth overall pick. Yep. And after Shane Wright was the fourth overall pick, Mitch Marner reached out to him and said, hey, I was the fourth overall pick that's turned out okay for me. And I hear this a lot, that it won't serve Shane Wright going back to junior for another year. That's BS. Mitch Marner went back to the London Knights, and he played every single important situation. He played for a top-notch coach in Dale Hunter. He played lots, and they won the Memorial Cup. And it helped Mitch Marner become a better player to what you see today. So anybody wants to tell me that Shane Wright going back to junior wouldn't help him, it's hogwash. It's garbage. He should be back in junior. And I just saw him play in the American Hockey League the other night. Seattle Kraken aren't doing him any favors. Yeah, I mean, he did score in, the, in that opening game. Yeah, but... he did score. And he didn't do, Trust me, he was unimpressive. And I'm a Shane Wright fan. They're not doing <laughs> him any favors. Well, we'll see what they end up doing. I think he's on the conditioning stint now and then potentially could end up going at the World Juniors. Then they'll have another decision to make if that does happen and he returns. I, I'm with you, though. I, I do think that uh, Shane Wright probably will be best served playing the rest of the year down there if he's not going to be given the proper you know, development time in, in the National Hockey League. Uh, we're chatting with Craig Butner. Well, to send a hockey. Go ahead, like, Craig. I just got to add this, though. Like, it really hurt Mitch Marner, right? It really hurt Mitch Marner. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it, it really hurt him. Like, you know, two-time All-Star, first-team All-Star right wing, dominant player in the National Hockey League. Oh, boy. Yeah, you don't, you don't want a player to turn out like by Mitch Marner by sending him back to junior. Oh, no. That would be terrible. <laughs> That'd be the worst. That would be the absolute worst, Craig. I got you. I got you. Uh, we're chatting with Craig Butner, TSN hockey analyst and uh, director of amateur scouting. And once upon a time, he had a scouting report on a young man named Connor Timmons, who the Maple Leafs uh, traded for yesterday from the Arizona Coyotes, giving up Curtis Douglas, an AHL depth forward. Um, what are your thoughts on the deal, and, and, and what can you tell us uh, what Timmons might be able to bring to the Leafs? Well, the, the first thing Connor Timmons has to do is to find his game. He, he, he's got to find a level uh, of play. He, he's played, he, he, you know, in the, in the four previous seasons and this year, he's played a total of 105 games. That, that, that's not very much. That's going to that's gonna hurt any player's development. So the first thing is that Connor's got to find, uh, you, you know, that consistency of just being able to play so that he can, he, he, he can show you what he has. There's two things. Connor's a really smart player. He's a heady player. He's not a he's not a player that's going to overwhelm you with end to end flash and dash type skating, but passes the puck well, thinks the game really well, positions himself really well. He's not going to be a thundery body checker, but an effective positional player. And you know, if there's anything that any young player, especially defensemen, have to learn is is to just to do things quicker. The NHL requires you to play at a high pace and a high tempo and be able to process the play and then execute it quickly. But when you've only played 105 games in four plus seasons, you know, it's hard to really get into that rhythm. So, I, and, and, you know, it's, you know, people say that he, he wouldn't have cleared waivers and I, and, and I, I understand that, right? But for him to find his game, I don't know if that's possible at the NHL level. 
I don't know if it's possible. I mean, he might get thrown in there right now because of the injuries to the Toronto Maple Leafs, but to truly find his game, it, 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 it's about just getting playing and getting playing a lot in a consistent manner. So I think that that is, you know, Kyle Dubas talked about it being a, a long-term play, and, you know, and, 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 that, and that is worthy, but he's still got to play. And, you know, that's going to become significant for the development of Connor Timmons. Is there potential there? Absolutely there is. Yeah, and might see him as soon as tomorrow. He's joined the team in Minnesota, yeah, yeah. And, and with the injury to Jordy Ben, it, we don't know the extent of it, but it's possible that Carter Timmons could uh, hit the ground running right away here with this club. Uh, Craig, really appreciate it as always. You got any uh, American Thanksgiving plans tonight? Any special I'm dinner? Watching, I'm watching the Patriots. I don't like turkey. There you go. There's my hot take of the day. <laughs> Actually, I remember you telling me that last year that you're not a big turkey guy. I do recall that one. Oh, the Patriots yeah. game should be all right, although I don't know how many points will be scored in that game altogether, but hopefully it's uh, it's a decent one for, for the Thursday nighter. Anyways, really yeah. appreciate uh, you taking the time, as always, Craig. We'll chat again next week. Thanks, A.D. Have a great day. You as well. There he goes. Craig Button, our TSN hockey analyst and